Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the D.C. Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. I've decided to start introducing it like an NPR podcast. I'm joined by my co-host this afternoon, my wife, Natasha Legero. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I'm not, I'm fine, Natasha. Um, any update on the news this week? Just enjoying the Saturday. <laughs> so you're doing the NPR host with a speech impediment mm. that we have noticed so many times over the years. Tasha, this is a tough um, afternoon for me. Why? Um, I just found out that this person that I follow on Facebook that I've never met in real life, but I obsessively follow her posts because she's filled with drama, broke up with her uh one of her polyamorous boyfriends. Mm. And is this a comedian? No, I don't think so. It's a person I literally don't know and have never met. See, you this just is, hate follow her on this, Instagram? This is what you have missed when you jumped off of the Facebook train. Mm. Now, I stayed on Facebook when you dropped off because I support what they're doing politically. And you decided not to be involved in Facebook. But I have this group of people, some of whom I barely knew 20 years ago and some oh, and of you whom still get updates some of whom i do not know at all but i religiously follow their updates it's called a cringe follow <laughs> and and i i'm in, i'm like i ride with their lives so hard i know when they're dating someone i know when they got into a road rage incident i know when they put up a gofundme to uh, buy them a new computer because they need a new computer i mean it's like the, the this is what you're missing out on by not being ever, on facebook do you ever give anyone money no, I mean I give GoFundMe money when people are like sick or have an actual need. I'm talking like, I'm talking like fun GoFundMe's. Like, can anybody? Um, I need 
I need $100 for an Uber to the airport. Go fund me type People of thing. People do that. Oh, oh, this was a good one. I need $1,000 for a new MacBook because I uh, I will only get a Mac, only Mac product, only Apple products. Go fund me. I'm, I'm talking that kind of go fund me. Okay. Now you got leukemia? You got Crohn's disease? You give money? I'm kicking down a hundred bucks. Yeah. If I know you. Same as a wedding, right? Yeah, it's like a wedding. It's like not a, everyone gets a wedding, so yeah, GoFundMe. Why not do it? I'll give it to a GoFundMe to somebody I know or t- I'm tangentially connected to. We did a GoFundMe for our honeymoon. Did we? No, uh, we didn't. It was called a honey fund. That's different than a GoFundMe. Everyone, it's not how everyone gives you hundred dollars, so you can go no, to Bora it, Bora. No, because that's completely different. It wasn't Why? A, because GoFundMe's are like need based. This was we like, needed a honeymoon. This was like instead of a of, of a registry because we didn't want a bunch of blenders. We did a honey fund, and it when it worked, we got upwards of seven hundred thousand dollars on that honey fund. You remember that we straight up pulled in seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I think it was more like just enough to cover a trip to Bora Bora. No, I think it was just enough to cover one plane flight. I believe. I think it just paid for yeah. one one flight. We're still paying off that honeymoon, and I'll tell you what, it wasn't worth it. But you know what was worth it? What the endless honeymoon that we're on right now. Oh, that's true. Now, Natasha, I had an idea. Yeah. I was thinking maybe you and me could pl- could start playing pickleball. What? Why? I thought it could be fun. Pickleball. You love trends. It's not about a trend. I mean, here's the thing. I've been noticing that you're taking a lot of tennis lessons. Yeah, tennis is different though. Yeah, but you're bad at tennis. Oh, so you think I might be like average at pickleball? Pickleball is easier. That's its whole thing. Like way easier? Like way easier. But then you have to go buy a pickleball racket? It's a different the, racket. Is it a different racket? Yes. And do they play with a pickle? I don't know about the sport, <laughs> uh, but it sounded very Jewish, and I was excited about that. Speaking of pickle, my daughter told me this morning that she remembers me eating pickles when she was in the womb and her trying to eat them. She, would, she said she would be reaching up She'd trying to grab them? She'd be reaching up to my mouth from inside my stomach to eat the pickles, and she said she remembers that. She's a pickle freak, that girl. Uh, your daughter, I mean. But pickleball... You know, <clears throat> I don't love it when you refer to her as your daughter. Your daughter? Uh, well, I would go with our daughter. Yeah, because we both made her. Um, She's a product of my bust and your Hague. How much time do you want to put into pickleball, Moshe? I would say um, we could start off, like you don't want to start overly ambitious when you start a workout regimen. So I would say we start off with like two sessions a day, seven days a week. <laughs> That's <laughs> Like one in the morning, one in the afternoon. And what could I'm jealous be, of people who do that. Well, what could be cool is if we teach my daughter to referee so she has a place at the table as well we could we could become a pickleball family i would love to be the family the family pickle but then because this is a dumb new trend yeah why is it dumb just because it's popular because now everyone wants to do it because they see it on instagram or something why does that make it dumb though i mean well you have to have different shoes you need to have a different ball you need to have a different court and you need to have a different racket than tennis wouldn't it be easier ball shoes I think so. There's no pickleball <laughs> shoes. What are you talking about? There's no way there's pickleball shoes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just sneakers. Okay, well, you got to like draw new lines on the on the uh, court. I don't think you're allowed to draw lines on the court. I think you have you to powder. Find a, you powdered lines. I think you have to find a pickleball court. I believe. <sighs> Twice a day. Twice a day, every day, seven days a week for uh, a quarter, and then we see we re- we check in. 
I think that would be such a great thing for us to do with our lives. To just play pickleball all day? Just to exercise twice a day. Yeah. We'd be in such good shape. With our kid. get like, You don't think uh, Serena Williams' kid is, is, is out there on the courts? I'm sure Serena Williams' kid is probably one of the preeminent pickleball players of our generation. <laughs> King Pickle. You may ever saw that sh- that movie about her dad, King Pickle? No, but what if that movie about her dad was good? What if King Richard was about pickleball? It would change the stakes <laughs> so hard. There's uh, a reason why that that sport is not in the Olympics. It's a brand new sport. It it's might be silly. in the Olympics. I don't think it's brand new. It's not. Oh, is it like I thought it was from like the fifties? I don't know. Anybody do any research on pickleball? Anybody know? Anyway, my friend in Hawaii said he's a he's like plays pickleball every day. So what about your wife? In LA, who goes to play tennis? Why don't you come play with me? She's bad at tennis. When is you're but worse than me? I don't take lessons, and it's because I know when I'm good at something, I do it, and when I'm not, I quit it. Now, doesn't your tennis um, teacher like make fun of you for being bad? All I can say is I have gotten one compliment on the court once. Really? I was on the courts. Yeah. And there was like a group of high schoolers mm-hmm. um, playing. Yeah. And one of the guys said to me, "Wow, you're really good." Really? Yes, but I will say when we were leaving, I walked back over to my teacher. He told, I said, oh, that, that guy said I was good. And the, my tennis teacher told me it was a special needs. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, it was starting to come together. Like they weren't even getting it anywhere near the ball. But I was just so like shocked that someone thought I had good form. I think maybe it's time to start pickleball. Based yeah, on, based on right. that story, that feels like a pickleball origin story. All right. Well, let me think about it. Let me just find out if you need different shoes. I don't believe you do. I mean, you can wear those um, Uggs, um, uh, floofy slippers that you're currently rocking right now. Well, I was I, I was thinking that maybe they would be cut out of the performance, but out of the podcast. Mm-hmm. You call this a performance? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Natasha. Um, speaking of performance, we have a lot of performers that have called in today. Well, actually, we have two, which is the format of our show, and they're waiting right now to speak to us. And I thought we could begin by speaking to the first one. Let's do it. Let's see how we perform. Hey, Tosh. Hey, Mosh. I noticed that you're looking healthy, wealthy, glowing. What's going on with your body? Well, um, I have been drinking AG1. You've been slurping on that AG1 and the... Proof is in the pudding. You look great, Natasha. I love it. I put it in my little bottle here with some water. I shake it up and it has all the vitamins and minerals that I need for the day. And then I don't feel like if I don't eat healthy and just have like a waffle and then maybe two plates of pasta for dinner, I actually am still getting some um, pro- some like protein. Some and nutrients. Nutrients. Yeah. Listen, it's difficult to remember to stay healthy. It's difficult to remember to take care of yourself. And that's why Athletic Greens by AG1 is making it easy. It's one scoop of powder mixed with water once a day. You drink it down and you feel good. It gives you increased energy, mood support, making it easy to live your best life. It's the healthiest thing you can do in under a minute. AG1 is powerful because it's so easy for you to fit into your lifestyle. And Natasha fitted into hers and she's feeling great. Every scoop has 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients of the highest quality that give major benefits like gut and mood support, boosted energy, and even healthier looking skin hair and nails. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs. That's what I like. I like the little travel packs. You can put them in your little water bottle with any water anywhere. They, they're really easy to travel with. I already said that, but I can't stress enough how much I love this 
thing. So go to athleticgreens.com slash endless honeymoon. That's athleticgreens.com slash endless honeymoon. Check it out. Okay, now we're going to call Jillian in New York. Ah, Jillian in New York. Old JNC. Hello. What's up? How how are you? How's New York? Are you in bed? I'm good. Um, I'm in bed. I'm actually in a hotel in Europe. Okay, Jillian. Something about me. Something <laughs> okay. about me. Where in Europe um, are you right now? I'm in Amsterdam, actually. I'm here to see the tulips. Uh, oh, I thought you were referring to a rock band for a second, and then I realized they have actual <laughs> tulips in Amsterdam. Is there an exact window when you need to arrive to see the tulips? Like around now, next few weeks, month of April. Mm. Jillian, have you ever played pickleball? Yeah, in my high school gym class, of course. And how were you? And how is it? Is it fun? Mm, I would not use either of those words to describe my experience with pickleball. Okay. But Easy or fun? Okay, interesting. Right. <laughs> well, uh, so you were challenged when it came to pickleball? I was challenged when it came to most high school gym related things. Me too. Gotcha. I told. I already told my daughter. I was like, just so you know, I was the last to get picked all the time, and she because yeah. I'm. I know that she. You she's know, she's a squirt. <clears throat> she's little. Jillian, are you little? I even I even took the lifetime PE class at my high school, which was like the class that's all girls and you do like yoga, but they can't call it yoga because the teacher's not certified. So you do like mm. gentle movement and like was aerobic. It, was it connected to, to the lifetime channel? Because it's sounding very f like feminine energy. I wish that would have been more fun, honestly, but mostly it involved listening to like the same CD of like 2010 songs and doing step aerobics. I have to say that my dream workout plan would be light light movement and walking with high school girls <laughs> yeah i think i would be really happy with that and like an occasional swim but only if the pool's 90 jillian are you in um, amsterdam with a lover or are you all by yourself i'm with a secret third option which is no my mother <laughs> a lover i gotcha does she get you your own um hotel room no, um, we're sharing a hotel room and I kicked her out and she doesn't know I'm doing this. Okay, so. cool. Are we going to talk shit about her? What do we got? <clears throat> yeah, tell us what's going no. on. No. So, bit of a situation ship. Um, so, I'm here now because I'm living in Europe for the year, living in like a somewhat small city, teaching English for the year. And I haven't really been dating, but like about a month ago now, I met this guy who was in town for the week. And we hit it off, like spent the whole weekend together. And then he like went back to the city, whatever, a few hours away where he was living at the time. But shortly thereafter, he moved to a different country to study Arabic for the next like three months to year and a half, more distant country. So in my head, I was like, whatever, I'm never going to see him again. Let's just like spend the whole weekend together, crazy weekend, whatever period that's it but like that was a month ago and we have been texting every day since and I feel like I am investing a lot in this emotionally and I'm kind of in this spot now where I'm like should I continue this where is this going what do I want to do got it do you feel like you're a little more on his nuts than he is yours on his on the the ball to his pickle it feels pretty mutual um like 
pretty much we text every day and sometimes I will initiate and sometimes I'll just leave it and let it lie and he will initiate. And a lot of times it's clearly like, oh, this is just an excuse to text me. Like he's texting me right now about, I don't know what, I'm going to silence my phone. Um, Do you feel like he's moved, he's moved too much into like the zone of boyfriend, girlfriend, and you need to like always be like constantly, like it's almost like your text relationship doesn't match what you're feeling. It's a little bit of, we have this very consistent text relationship and I don't know how to feel about it. Is like, is this just the text boyfriend that's in my phone? And we text as if we are in a relationship, but we're not. Part of a relationship is making future plans together. Ooh, Natasha coming through with a bomb. That's a straight up. That's a that's one of the similar to one of the bombs that dropped on Amsterdam in the Second World War. Destructive and filled with uh, atoms of truth. Very true. So Very true. so do it. I got, see if it can work. Or maybe I, it'll happen organically. Bring it up. See what he comes back with. Comes back with. Comes back with. I agree with you, Natasha, that that taking making some plans would behoove you because then you could like figure out what this is about. But I also feel like how old are you? I'm 22. 22, and not to be condescending, but you don't know anything. I'm joking. That's not what I'm going to say. At, I feel like the young generation is obsessed. With, and maybe they were like this in the 90s too. But I feel like the obsession with figuring out what a thing is before you're experiencing the thing is destructive to your experience of the thing. It's like this this need to know. I mean, what you guys had an affair in some small town in like L- Latvia or whatever. And, you know, you shared a strudel and he got on the the bus and left and now he's in Morocco and you're like, what is it? What is it? But like, isn't can it just be a fun, like a European affair? And then you but but taking Natasha's advice, making plans to meet, you know, once again in in Paris or whatever, have another weekend together. And then you go, you know, figuring out what a thing is, isn't just about asking what is this thing it's about experiencing the thing and then going oh Mm. i see what it is and you need a few more times alone with him to really see if he's like what if he does something that's like so annoying or a deal breaker like you don't always know those things up front especially not from if you're not around them because this you have you have a couple memories of people on their best behavior but haven't you watched that show um what's that um where they 90 Day Fiance? Yeah, 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> they're all meeting because they're like in their best clothes. They borrowed a Rolex. They're like partying on the beach. They're having the time of their life. And then they go back to live in their like great uncle's basement, like all alone. And then the person comes and they're like, surprise. You know, I've been thinking about basement living. It gets a lot of shit, but there might be some really nice basements in people's parents' houses out there. Okay, fine. I'm just saying. Yeah. So I'm just saying you don't know him very well. You haven't been around him. You've only seen him in his prime. Right. And and what happens? Traveling, staying at a hotel. What happens when you're abroad, especially in the situation you're in, which is that you're abroad, you're not in the big city, you're in a little town just surrounded by people in Lederhosen like you start to you're a little lonely you know you're having a cool experience but you're a little lonely so you start like doing this like fantasy play like oh but he, we text every day it's been three months and we we were intimate that one time I, what could it be it's like just like go on a trip meet him in Mykonos and then figure it out like why do you need to figure it out now yeah it's totally that I think being in a small city and then like meeting an American who like I click with and especially for me, like I graduated college a year ago 
from like a very like nerdy intellectual been in school my whole life way so it's really nice to like be able to connect with someone who can do that and we had this a very intense experience together and now it's like right should we be making future plans relationships are like fish they either move forward or die oh they keep moving or die i like yeah. that but that's i think woody allen said that but uh but it has to be moving forward it has to be making future plans and if it's right. just this plateau of like friends you kind of need to see him one more time before you guys decide that via text. I mean, so just just make it happen. He's texting you every day or you're texting him. He is interested in you. He likes you. He's probably lonely, too. He's probably in Morocco going, I wonder what this is. But it doesn't. I think Natasha's right. Like, just just experience it. Make another plan. Meet up. And if nothing else, it's you got your little eat, pray, love affair while you were in Europe and you go back to the States and get on with your life. Or maybe he's a love of your life. But now is not the time to figure it out. Have you ever seen a Woody Allen film? <laughs> no, but I've read Woody Allen for class. Mm, interesting. If I were you, I would go plan a thing with him. Hopefully he can do the planning observe how it happens because if he's really cool about it and like throws in his money and you know finds a cool thing for you guys to do a fun you know and then that'll tell you a lot and just go into the weekend or the couple days or however long it is with the intention of like you're going to find out if you really want to pursue this yeah and i think yeah you'll know you will know you will get more information you know and if again if nothing else you'll have a fun weekend with a lover in europe i mean what is more post sarah lawrence degree than that a weekend, was I right? No. Damn it. A weekend. Sorry, no offense. No offense to Sarah Lawrence, <laughs> but that is not me. That is not me. A weekend with a lover in some random city. I mean, dude, take a map of Europe. Have a, have fun with it. Send him yeah. uh, you know, five cities in Europe and put them in a chat GPT and, and, and at, tell chat GPT to tell you where to go. And then you guys just meet there. Have some fun. Totally. Totally. I mean, because he has hinted at me going to visit him in this country. And by hinted at, I mean, he brought it up and I was like, oh, ha ha, maybe. Except consider I technically legally can't go there. And it is a like U.S. State Department level three travel advisory reconsider travel country. Jesus so the Christ. whole what is he in going... <laughs> The whole me going to visit him, which okay, well that's know, not an option. Yeah, it's not. Have an it's adventure. It's not, even though even though there is technically a way I could do it legally. Doesn't I'm sound. not trying to mess with that. You Doesn't guys need fun. to find a way to see each other. Yeah, that's your t okay. your next text. Write him back and say I've just been inspired. Let's meet up. Here are the five cities I want to see in Europe. Where do you want to meet? Wait, can I ask you some Great. advice? Yes. So how can I be a mom where, where my kid wants to, my 21-year-old still wants to go to Amsterdam with me? Oh, that's a good question. What did your mom do? Is she cool? She's really into tulips. And <laughs> that helps so much when it comes to Amsterdam. It's, yes. Yeah. And, and, and I haven't seen her, I haven't seen her like most of this year because I've been living away from home. Mm. And I said, you know, let's do it, mom. That's what you got to do with this boy. If you really want to know if he's into you, um, tell him your mom's in town and you'd love him to fly in to meet her. Now, if he says no, he's not into you. But if he says uh, if he says yes, uh, there's something wrong with him and you shouldn't be with him. So this is perfect. Right. It's a great way to gauge. Yeah, it, totally. Or send your mom to Yemen. See if it's safe. It's send, not Yemen. Send her first. See if it's safe. And then you can fly in. And if your mom gets abducted, then you just fly back. 
technically she could go there legally. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, so she's it's a not. Puzzle. She's, it's a puzzle. No, I figured it out. She's not Jewish. You are, and that is why you're not allowed in the country. But she could go with her Gentile ways and have a wonderful time sipping tea. It is related to being Jewish. <laughs> All right, Jillian, you're a woman of mystery, and I and, and I think that is a good um, uh, that is a good thought to leave with. Embrace the mystery. Stop trying to define things before they're de- definable. Enjoy it. Eat, pray, love. All right. That's what I always say. Brody Steven. You got it. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right. Thanks so much. I want to go to Amsterdam and look at tulips with my mom. I remember someone showed me the room, my room in Amsterdam once, and it was like at the top of an attic, and it was like a closet. They put you in an attic in Amsterdam? Was it It cosplay? It was like Anne Frank cosplay? There was like, there was no, (laughs) there was no beds available in town. I had like biked to like eight different Airbnbs, mm. everything was booked. And then I found this one and it, it looked like it was okay in the picture, but it was like an attic and it I, smelled and it was like hot. I'm not trying to stay in an attic in Amsterdam. That brings back I bad know. memories. No, And I slept there for about I think like 12 hours. I, I remember I had a nice sleep there. Okay. I'm glad you remembered that <laughs> sleep. I'm just saying, you know, Amsterdam, uh, it's intense. I almost there. got into a street fight in Amsterdam on a bicycle. Because a man yelled at me to ride my bike better. And I told him off. And then he stopped. And I looked at him. And he was like covered in muscles. And his neck was like pumping. And I was like, this guy's going to fucking destroy me. So I was like, thank you. And I rode away. Well, remember you're working on that space. That was years ago. Honey. Okay, good. It was years ago when we were at the Tumler Comedy Club. Remember that? That chestnut? All right, Natasha, what do you think? Speaking of um, Anne Frank, we have some secrets to listen to. Hi, uh, my secret is that three days ago, uh, I found out that I was balding and I found a bald spot on the very top of my head that I can't see unless I got a mirror. But uh, I'm rather upset about that, possibly because I have nothing to do, but go online and research hair loss subreddits. So that's depressing. But last night I was very upset about it. And maybe spent about an hour in bed crying about it. So there. Well, this Goodbye. this is easy. They have medicine. Take the medicine. Take the fucking medicine. It works, but how how expensive is it? I don't know, but it's not ex- more expensive than being bald. If you are self, so you can take Rogaine. If you're self conscious about going bald, then just take the fucking medicine. And if you're still self conscious, then get the implant. Now the implant. It's probably super expensive. So that might be, you know, something that you say, well, I just can't afford it. But a little bit of Rogaine and, and, and Propecia or whatever. Hey, take the fucking medicine. Your hair will grow back. It's interesting hearing this because it's like men don't usually, you know, usually you think men doesn't matter how old they are. They age better. But man, they they have to deal with going bald. You like that. You're yeah. like smiling and it's feeling good to you. That's kind of weird. Kind of a little weird. Well, women have to get plastic surgery and like, you know. Men get it too. All I'm saying is if you're spending an hour in bed crying, isn't it great that there is a solution that could possibly help you? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not that serious. Just take the fucking medicine. Don't they sell it? You might have to like rub stuff in your hair. Don't they sell it at freaking CVS? I mean, it's like, duh. It's not like you have to go to a clinic. 
jump down to a Dwayne Reed. Solve your problem. No more tears. I believe that's what it's called. I think Johnson you need to get Johnson. a prescription. For Rogaine? Yeah. No. It's just there. Does it have side effects? Well, you know? they say they say that Propecia, which is I think the pill, makes you can make you lose your libido. So yeah, people that's why people don't do it because of that. But it's like wouldn't you know if you were losing your libido? And then you can go, okay, I'm going to stop taking this. Like not everyone loses their libido. Certainly not. Or no one would ever take that medication. Right. Yeah. So just fucking Because the whole point of having your long locks still is so you can keep getting pussy. That is the point of having hair is to, put, is to pound out pussy on a regular <laughs> basis. If not for pussy, every man would be bald. Pussy, pussy, pussy. All right. Well, uh, let's hear another secret. Let's do it. Hi, Masha and Natasha. Good morning. Um, so here's my secret. My secret is that I am a waitress and I hate my job. I'm actively looking for a new one. But if people are a dick to me while I'm working, I definitely spit on their food. Um, I've done it many times. So don't be an asshole to your server. She's just waiting for the excuse too. Like, like how many people are downright rude to her? Like if a girl just kind of looks at her wrong, she just kind of hawks a loogie. It makes her feel. That's so rough. I, you know, it's so funny because Natasha going to puke. It's so funny because the entire world lives on the illusion that this never happens. They go, oh, that never really happens. People just, you're not going to make it through the podcast, Tosh? It's so, I just know my food's been spinning. Oh, because you're a bitch? No. no, I'm actually really nice. I'm nice. I mean, big time. But I'm sure it was still spitting sometimes. For what? Why not? You think that girl needs mean, a why big not? excuse? You think sometimes she's just like, you know what? They were cool, but today's the day. Yeah. No way. Oh, right. That is rough. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't spit in people's food. Don't do that. But food probably gets accidentally sneezed on all the time in the kitchen. Listen to that <laughs> David Foster Wallace. This is water uh, commencement speech. And understand, you know, even when someone's a dick, they're probably just going through something. You know, you don't need to spit in their food. I will say this. I'm lucky in that I am like, I would say, Louis Katz once said, you're so nice to servers, it sometimes seems like you're making fun of them. So maybe they're spitting in my food because I'm being nice. No, I know why they're spitting in your food. Why? Oh, because I all oh, my dietary additions. You have a really annoying diet and you change your mind about, you have orders remorse. So every time you order something, you then want to go back to the waiter and tell them. Think that would cause a spit? Uh, Yeah. Oh my God, this is so depressing. Don't spit in people's food, please. All right, let's hear another secret. Um, hi. Um, long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, I just wanted to say um, I'm a zoomer, and um, I've had Watergate explained to me uh, multiple times, and I've... Um, taken multiple U.S. history courses, and for some reason, I, like, cannot commit to memory what the fuck happened. Um, I don't know. I guess, like, living in a post-Trump era, 
Um, I, like, can't. Like, it's just not interesting enough. It's just it's not juicy enough. My brain, it doesn't, like, register as a real scandal. Um, and my second secret is that I'm really, really, really anti, like, stealing, and I don't shoplift or anything. Um, but I um, have a really uh, bad problem of just, like, taking, like, random fucking things from, like, like things that aren't for sale, like, like, like signs and things like that. And I, I, I don't know if that makes me a really bad person. Um, I don't know. I'm very morally conflicted about it. But anyways, those are my secrets. Okay, bye. Her secret is that she can't commit the saga of Watergate to memory. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, and that she steals signs. The sign stealing. Okay, sure. That's a secret, but. You can't remember Watergate because of Trump. Uh, she makes a good point, though. I never thought of that. Like, what is it? Well, when I was trying to memorize stuff in high school, it was so boring, and that was like all we knew was boredom. Watergate was actually kind of interesting. Yeah, but who gives a shit? <laughs> I guess that's true. I mean, who gives a shit about anything? Well, I'd rather be learning about an artist or something. I'd rather be learning history. It- it all depends on what you're into. Uh, to me, honestly, learning about an artist, that's a snooze fest right there. Unless they did some cool shit. I mean, just what? Oh. Or Mo- watch a cool movie oh, or something. Oh, Mo- Monet. Monet would sit at the, at the park and he would draw lilies with dots. That's fucking get me out of here. I'm trying to hear about bombs being dropped on Luxembourg. That's the second Luxembourg reference of the podcast. I got Europe on the brain. Um Natasha? Yes. What say you? Shall we call another caller? Yeah. Let's do it. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. Our listeners know that we like sleeping on our Helix mattresses. They are the best mattresses we've ever found. I really do love the Helix mattress, and we have one for our little daughter. Well, she loves it. The thing, you know, we sleep in this great luxury, but our child, our precious little child, was not sleeping on a Helix mattress for a while, and we felt terrible about depriving her from the luxury that is Helix. And then Helix created the Helix mattress for kids. It's awesome. The Helix kids mattress is set apart from other mattresses because it's made for your kid. It's got a firmer side for kids three to seven, which is the one that our kid is currently sleeping on, sleeping like a little angel, I might add. And then there's a softer side. For kids 8 to 12 to offer a more comforting feel, kids prefer as they grow up. And also, it has kids' safety in mind. So it doesn't have, you know, synthetic crap that they're sleeping on every night. It's also got this antimicrobial shield and the hypoallergenic cover with water and stain resistance. Just in case you know the kid goes piddle-paddle in the night, (laughs) you'll be able to clean it up and get back to sleeping on that unbelievable mattress. We love Helix, and we sleep on it every single night, and we want you to do the same. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders, including the Helix Kids Mattress and two free pillows. And these are nice pillows. I love these pillows. For our listeners, go to helixsleep.com slash honeymoon. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Helixsleep.com slash honeymoon. Let's call Gail in Atlanta. Gail. That's a classic name, isn't it? That's one you don't hear very much anymore. Gail. Named after a wind. Kind of old-fashioned. I like it, though. Gail. It's a bit of a broad name. I like those broad names. Oh, she's an old broad name, Gail? Yeah. Hey, Gail. 
Bring me my coffee, Gail. Did you spit in his omelet, Gail? <laughs> Gail, spit in the omelet again. Hello, Gail. How you doing? Uh, how are you? We, we were just talking about how you got a, a classic kind of like, what do you call it, Natasha? A broad name? <laughs> like, you know, it's like a, it's a, it's a classic. We like your name. Don't, don't get us wrong. It's just a classic. How's it going, Gail? I, it's going. I appreciate the uh, compliment. <laughs> um, so I am actually here looking for advice on how to uh, tactfully tell a uh, friends with benefits situation that I am no longer interested in the benefits, but would like to keep the friendship. Oh, interesting. Okay. No more sex, but want, what, now let me ask you, why, why are you done? I don't know. It's hard to pinpoint. We've been hanging out like this for, I don't know, about a year and a half. And it sort of started out as like a pandemic, like, uh, well, it actually started out like as a uh, drunken hookup that we sort of were like, oh, that was fun. Let's continue it on because we're alone and <laughs> no options out there. And um, it was fine for a while. And then I just sort of have lost interest like it wasn't like a strong attraction to begin with but i i like them as a person um but they're also 10 years younger than me like there was never really any interest i think on either end for it being a long-term thing and i'm just not into it anymore what what about them makes you want to still be friends um we we have a similar sense of humor and uh yeah i enjoy hanging out with them but also, I mean, there's sort of a very selfish um, reason in that they are kind of my hookup for a uh, kind of oil that's legal in California, but not in Georgia. Gail, you got to end the friendship. This is very obvious. Wait, what kind of oil? I don't know. Some kind of weed oil, some kind of <laughs> some kind of tincture. Some kind of... <laughs> I mean, so you're yeah. trying to you're trying to save the drug connection. Yes, but also I don't want to, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Like I don't want, you know, I like them as a person and as a friend, but I don't, yeah, I don't want to make them feel bad or inadequate. Is it, you're, um, you're using gender um, neutral pronouns. Can I ask, is this person a, ma a man? Yes, I'm just really conditioned. To no, 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 I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I was just trying to get to down to what's happening. Don't worry. Is a 10 year, 10 year younger than you, man. He doesn't want to be friends. He's going to be down to move along. So feel no guilt. I'm not saying he doesn't think you're cool. I'm just saying, like, if I have a booty call, that's a year and a half. And they're like, I'm going to stop seeing you. And uh, but I would love to like play Parcheesi sometimes. I, I'm going to be like, oh, no, like both pe uh, parties are operating out of guilt. He's going to go, OK, we can be friends and you're going to go, uh, I'll be your friend. But really, both of you want to kind of like move on with your lives. And you, so your drug hookup is not interesting to me. You got to find a, you got to find a new connection. <laughs> you just got to find. Why I'm, can't she break up with him and then say, but I would still be open to buying your oil? <laughs> your oh, weed like, oil. Take out the friendship and just be like, I yeah. want, I want to be your cons your customer. Yeah. Why not? And I mean, we we do have some mutual friends, so we'll cross paths. Uh, you know, I again don't. I really just don't want to make him feel bad. But you also don't want to promise companionship. I know, and 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 you don't really want. I'm not saying you don't think this person's nice. I'm just saying. If you were like, well, the thing is, you know, I just love being around him and, and we, we have all, all this amazing stuff in common. I don't want to lose that relationship. Maybe. In general, I'm like very skeptical about like, let's keep being friends. 
because most people don't really want that. They just what they say when I, I'll be your friend is I don't want you to think I'm an asshole for for ending this, you know. <laughs> and it's like that's not there's nothing assholeish about moving on from a, a hookup. That's what dating is. Dating is you date the person until you stop dating the person, and then you move on. Every single thing breaks up, whether it's love, whether it's a sexual only, whatever. So I just think take the guilt take the guilt out, and then what? Do you still want to be his friend if there was no guilt? I wouldn't mind hanging out with them that's a no still that's, but <laughs> that's sounding like a no i wouldn't i wouldn't you know it's not going to be de- a devastating loss and the thing you don't want to tell him <laughs> but keep to yourself is that until you break it off with him you're not going to meet someone who's more appropriate and more and more kind of does it for you so you have to kind of like create that yeah i mean i kind of thought that at some point, I mean, I really didn't imagine like a year and a half later, it would still kind of be happening. Like I figured, oh, he'll mm-hmm. meet someone or I'll meet someone. And yeah. we're both just kind of like antisocial dorks. So it never happens. Yeah. It does be like that. Time goes on. And all of a sudden, I mean, I had things like that where all of a sudden I was like, wait, I've had this string, no strings attached hookup with this person for three, four years like this. I, sometimes I would break things off because they'd been going on too long without without emotional intent. I was feeling like this feels weird that it's been this casual for this long. So here's my I got the script for you. Okay. Okay. Since that's what you were calling about, right? I yeah. would say just take out the let's still be friends and just do the breakup. Don't say I don't want to be your friend. Just take that part out and just do the breakup. Say Can she hey, say I would still buy your weed oil? I don't know about all that. I'm just saying there's there are other connections to weed oil than this particular uh, 20-year-old. I mean, it is a very good deal, though. Like, I get the, <laughs> the friends and family, the cost rate, and inflation is crazy. Yeah, sure, I hear you. That may be a sacrifice you need to make. An extra, um, uh, what, $200 a year on um, hash oil. But what I'm saying is you break it off with them in an organic way. Just tell the truth. You go... Hey, this has been so awesome. I think you're so cool. And I just, I think I need to move on from us hooking up. That's and then it. the second part is you can't then still do I it know. in two weeks. That is the thing. Because you probably haven't, you probably won't have found someone in two weeks, three weeks. It might take two months. So I think you need to really sit down with yourself and know that you need to spend two months alone without totally. him them and then you do your thing but at least give it that amount of time you, you know, know the phrase a hangry it's one of our favorites around here at the end of the sunny moon podcast <laughs> yeah hangry a hungry angry you're gonna get hornly <laughs> or lone <Okay>. l- lonery <laughs> lonery i one like hornly i guess that was like hornly. beginning of the pandemic yeah horn, you'll, hornly. you'll get hornly and then you know a few weeks ago while you go at hornly and you'd be like god he's got that good hash oil he's got mediocre dick like <laughs> mm, it's better than what i got around so i think natasha's right you gotta like be strong and 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 if he says well would you still want to hang out then you can say oh yeah of course or whatever but don't just try to do the breakup in a like loving respectful way because it sounds like you have love and respect for this guy the, yeah and you with, say that w- without saying and i'll still be your friend because that just is like everyone knows the person's lying when they say that anyway the person's being broken up with knows it's a lie the person breaking up knows they're lying it's like what is the point of it unless it's really true that you're like i need this relationship you just say you know, I just feel like maybe hooking up. We've been doing it for a year and a half and I need to move on. I think you're awesome. And thank you so much for the time we spent together. And then organically, you'll either not be friends, which is definitely what will happen, or you will develop a friendship. But what about her taking a little time to herself, like saying 100%. to him, like, I'm going to take, I don't, shouldn't even I'm going to take, I'm, I'm going to take some time. And what and- I'm suggesting is 
She doesn't even need to say that. Because but what if they're used to texting all the time and they think they can transition? You know. All I'm saying is if you break off with someone, unless there's something wrong with them, they're going to take that as a signal. Oh, I'm going to probably move on from this relationship. You don't necessarily need to say, I'm going to be taking a little space from you. I mean, why? That seems like drama. If it's really no strings attached, you just say, I just need to move on from this relationship, you know, and, and I think you're the best and I think we should stop hooking up. And then he'll, he's not going to text her anymore. She's not going to text him if she, unless she gets extremely hornly. 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 (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, good luck. Does that help at all? No, that gave me some good food for thought. I appreciate it. Yeah. And you know what uh, pairs well with food for thought? Mm. Some hash oil. Some hash oil. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, It makes you want to eat some of that food for thought, you know? (laughs) Do you get the munchies when you eat weed? Wait, do you smoke hash oil or do you eat it? It's like in a like a vaporizer kind I of see. thing. I see. So you do get the munchies. Wait, but I'm I'm now curious. Do edibles give you the munchies? Not to me. Not the way smoking does. I mean, I've seen it happen, but not personally. All Moshe's ideas about uh, smoking pot are like that of a twelve year old. So he's like, <laughs> "Oh, you get the munchies." Oh, do do adults not get the munchies? I don't know. Is that not part of it when you no, get older? Like that's my mom though, because they just legalized it in New York. So she is very much that stereotypical, like giggly munchie. It's pretty funny. Uh, my mom went through a weed phase too. After years of like sending me to rehab on some just say no shit in the nineties, in like two thousand and five, she got her weed card and just I would come over to her house. It would be like a fucking smorgasbord of like, oh, this is a you know Mendocino purple nugs, and she had like a, drawers of all this stuff, and then. But remember, she she said she got high when she was pregnant. She did. She smoked all through my brother's um, pregnancy and then not during mine. And guess who's smarter? Him. <laughs> Him. She told me she was the queen of weed. She was definitely she was... a big smoker. Yeah. <laughs> when she was pregnant with your brother. And he's like a fucking, like, got a doctorate and he's a rabbi. And I'm over here slanging these DJs. You're That's a dick jokes. Oh, I thought I thought those were that was your um your mixtape. Oh, that too. That's not that's <laughs> that's not a sign of an intelligent older man. All right. Well, good luck to you. I hope you find some um some dong that is more fulfilling in the future. Thanks. I appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Well, Natasha, this episode has come to a close and it's come to a climactic close. Everything has a cost. You're gonna have to make yourself uncomfortable and have a very, very uncomfortable conversation. And in exchange, you'll eventually get what you want. Exactly. It's why I never feel bad when people break up. Okay, if you're divorced, okay, if you were married or you were in a like seven year relationship, yes, I will feel some pity for you. But you break up with somebody you've been dating for six months and you're heartbroken. I understand the heartbreak is very real. Not that this woman is experiencing anything remotely similar to heartbreak. But breakups I always go, well, yeah, of course it broke up. They all break up until you get married. And then sometimes that one breaks up. Mm-hmm. Just like, who cares? This is a part of the experience of being alive. That is, I think, what the theme of today's episode was. It's just all part of the experience of being alive. You know, you don't need to figure out if a thing is real. You don't need to, to stay with someone you don't want to bone anymore because you feel, you're worried what they'll think. You just experience life. Break up with people. Thanks, Mosh. Uh, if you'd like to leave a secret, call us at 213 222 8608. Or send us an email if you want to be on the podcast at endlesshoneymoonpod at gmail.com. Here's an important thing. Our Patreon is fatter than ever. I'm about to drop another mixtape. Uh, we got these dinner parties coming up. We Moshe got- hijacked me on a road trip to listen to his mixtape. How was it, Todd? It was pretty good. Thank you. And also, um, we have 
now only for our Patreons, our monthly secret dump, okay? They are all for the Patreons. It's five bucks a month. You get a bonus episode every month of hot, hot secrets. You can find us at Patreon slash Endless Honeymoon. And also, don't forget, we have mugs, robes, beanies. I'm buying all of these mugs are so cute. Yeah, they are cute. I love our logo. I love our fans. I love our podcast. And I love our you. I love you too. 